team, welcome to this week's episode of our podcast. And guys, this week's episode of our podcast is all about body transformations and how to get the result. Okay, I've been asked a number of questions over the past couple of weeks. Um, people have been finding their energy levels a bit lethargic. They've been finding uh, headspace wandering. They're not really sure how to build up the momentum. And what I want to share with you is how to get incredible body transformation. The This is literally a simple, really detailed guide that will enable you to achieve every single change you could ever want. And the key to this, guys, is you might want to listen to this a couple of times, but also the biggest impact will be when you ask questions, okay? Ask for help on the back end of this. If you this raises an alarm bell, I want you to ask about it, okay? Why? Because we'll then help you step forward. So let's go into first things first, guys. When we are training, this is the number one rule. You are training to get fitter. The number of times people say that they're on a calorie deficit and they feel like they're burning out, they've not got any energy, that's not getting fitter. So what we want to do is see ourselves get stronger for longer. We want to see ourselves going further. So your calorie intake should help enhance your physical performance. Now, yes, it's going to challenge you, but what we want to do is stimulate you to getting fitter. The, this is the same when you're in a calorie surplus. You can feel really sluggish and slow. But we want to see you getting fitter. So that's why we train week in, week out. That's why it's about enabling you to see what needs to happen for you to achieve your result, okay? And it's we're going to go through what do we need to do to get a result. The biggest problems we often face is people often wing it. They'll wing it with their food, they'll wing it with their training, they'll wing it with their steps. There's no kind of real structure. And the problem when it comes to winging it, when th something comes up, something pisses them off, maybe stressed, a stressful day, they've had a long day, we just sack it off. We just sit back, we'll maybe put on Netflix, we'll maybe chill out. So the problem there is we've got nothing to push on. We often have comparisons. This person's doing this, or this person's doing this. I was doing this with this person, and, or this person was doing this. Thing is, if you're constantly thinking about what everybody else is doing, what are you doing, okay? Focus purely on you. Your program's developed for you, your training, your nutrition, all about you, okay? So it's all about taking your, your considerations about your work, your life, the stresses, okay, the past experiences, and enabling you to really just focus fully on you to be your best. So remove what everybody else is doing. Let's focus fully on yourself. Other one is if we are like winging it or we're focusing on everything else, a lot of the time we lose clarity of what to do and we then become quite reactive. And when we're reactive, that can play with maybe you get pissed off really early, we sack it off, we end up just going on a big boozy bender. We lack clarity in what to do. We end up falling on the consistency wagon, okay? We struggle with consistency. Not a lot of people know how to be consistent, okay? A lot of people talk about I'm just uh, the motivation side of things. Now, here's the thing. Motivation is just simply that idea you have in your head of where you want to be, okay? Now, what people often describe is having the energy to achieve that, okay? That, whoa, I can't wait, because we never really lose where we want to be, okay? We never really give up on where we want to be. Sometimes we just have low energy, and when we have low energy, we have low self-esteem. So when we have low self-esteem, we have low confidence. When we have low confidence, we don't really feel that we can push that distance. So in fact, it's not like well, this consistency is not about actually wanting to achieve that. It's actually keeping your energy levels up so you can achieve that, which is a completely different thing. So whenever we have low energy, the problem being we often make it harder than it should be when energy is low. Like a simple practice I put into play for food is that when my energy levels are low, always make one extra portion of my dinner because it's my lunch the next day. Why? Because it means I have less decisions to make. Decisions when you're low in energy completely throw you off the wagon. Why? Because you always choose the convenient option. And that's a big problem. Whenever energy levels are low, 
We'll do what's convenient, not what's right. So let's prioritize your energy. When energy level is low, we don't protect ourselves, we prioritize ourselves. Next up, again, the biggest problem people often is they blame work as a big barrier. But actually, we've got to accept that work is part of the change. Like, we've got to accept that. Work is going to be something that we have to take in consideration. If you're somebody who sits at a desk and you've got a computer all day, then the problem there is initially what we're doing is we're sitting looking at the screen. If we do that in our downtime, then we're just doing the same thing we do during the day at our downtime where we need to prioritize you. Like what we've got to do is actually see what we do on a day-to-day -day basis to help you. Work is part of the change. We've got to work with it, okay, rather than fight it. Accept it and let's put you in that element. Because the big thing that ultimately comes down to is actually people often think, is it just me? Which is why we have our community, our Facebook group, to bring everybody together, realize actually, no, we've all got different struggles. We've all got struggles that we all face. It's not easy. And I want to resonate with that. It's not easy. It's not just plain sailing. There is a lot of hard work that we need to put into things and it can be demoralizing at points. But that's why it's so, so important when it comes down to it, we simplify things so that you can peak and then you can accelerate with more advanced me me mechanisms, but it's about simplifying it first and building it up from there. So this is where, when it comes down to it, what we do is we go through some phases, okay? Now you'll see in your training programs, your phases are named, okay? So the first phase that everybody will like notice is there's some form of building the engine, okay? Building the engine is the repeated intensity that we can sustain, okay? This is the single most important phase of your training, okay? Because in building the engine, it's you've been able to train X number of times per week, it's been able to hit X number of steps per week, and it's been able to uh, have your food choices working in line, okay? This is where you normalize work being part of the change. In building the engine, it's removing the distortion habits, and it's actually uplifting yourself and seeing this is the base pace that you need to achieve that gets you your result, okay? So like on that, it's aiming to hit one pound loss per week, okay? If we push it beyond that, we accelerate the engine, that's what the that's what the other levels are for, the other phases are for, to accelerate the pace. But building an engine is all about you building up that ability for you to have the repeated intensity. You've got threshold where we accelerate, where you'll be playing with weight, you'll have like moments where your body's shaking a little bit. Everybody's phases are different, okay? But the phase principle are based on you. What phase do you need to go in is based on you. The, pract the practicality of what is it we need to do to achieve your goal is based on you. So what we've got to do is we've got to understand if we are racing to limits, especially in the engine building phase, we're overstimulating stress, okay? Which is why people often fall off the wagon. If you think about it, people over Christmas were doing absolutely nothing. How many people have jumped into a hit, which is sprints at the highest intensity, and they've done absolutely nothing, and then suddenly they're sprinting. Who goes from zero to hero? Absolutely nobody. And that's conditioned from the, that's, that's conditioned because it's what classes provide. Actually, it's not what gets the results. Okay, what gets results is your ability to accelerate your progress over time. So when it comes down to it, here's the key to your training. What we've got to do is we've got to develop reps and range early. If we're selecting weights that are too heavy, that you can't quite achieve the reps, or you're really, really struggling to achieve the reps, what's going to happen is you're capping your result really early. You're restricting yourself early because you're hanging on for dear life. Likewise, if you are choosing a weight that you're struggling to get full range of motion, you're then restricting your, your progress 
like our legs. So what we've got to do is maintain reps and range as long as like all the way through our training. And that's where you'll progress. Progress the reps and range, okay, and the strength will follow. And that's why we progress over time. When it comes down to it, what you'll note is we have our peak week once per month. And in our peak week, like, what we're looking to do is highlight that this is when we are pushing. Once per month, we're going to go all out and go for it. Because what we've got to understand is progressive overload is the practice we have across the weeks, okay? Where you meet or beat last week's numbers. And not every single week is going to be progress, okay, from your previous lift, okay? Not every lift is going to progress every single week. And that's why what we want to do is see that maybe once a month, we're going to go all out and push for it. And it enables, but the progression happens because we meet or beat last week's numbers. And you just see that actually progression happens over time and you stimulate that change. Because at the end of your workout, you have your Wii style, which is your score system. Okay, this is called an RPE. And it's a scale of one to 10 on how intense was your workout. And what we want to do is we want to weekly be in that seven to eight bracket out of 10. And when we're pushing, we want to be in that nine to 10. Now, we're not going to be pushing every single week, okay? The reason because if we push every single week, we would all be in the Olympics, okay? Because it would be linear progress. What we've got to do is we've got to push the reps and range on each phase so that we can then push to an astronomical intensity. If we're always putting on weight each week, what's happening is you're just going to cap the reps and range and you're not going to get the physical demands or the, phys the physique changes um, that you want because we're trying to push ourselves to limits and our body's not built on limits. Our body's built on the intensity of change over a period of time. I want everybody to focus on the intensity in one session isn't, uh, isn't a win. The intensity you make over the progression you make over time by doing the repeated practices that develop your change is where we win. So focus on how progressive you are over the weeks and progressing the reps and range in your phase. What you'll then see is what weights progress over these reps and range, and it's gradual. So I'm now going to explain to you just the differences in what you'll maybe see in some of the in the phases. Okay, so there are numbers you'll maybe see in your in your your training program. So for example, if you're lifting reps that are one to three, okay, reps, this is as heavy as you possibly can, okay. And what you'll maybe hear in the past is heavy weight, low reps, okay. Now. If you're lifting one to three reps as heavy as you possibly can, maybe you're one rep max, okay? All that's happening is you're going into the gym and you're doing one rep. That is not going to change your physique to the rep, the physique that you, that's gonna be lean, okay? That's gonna just be a quite a big physique because if you think about it, all you did was go into the gym and you just did one rep, okay? And then you ate stacks of food. Well, you're not getting, you're just strong. You're just not going to have like a lean physique. You're not going to like your, your fitness levels are going to be strong. And if that's the avenue you want to go down is that one rep. Okay. Then that's an avenue of strength. Okay. And the physique that comes with that is usually quite big and bulky because it's just one rep. That's not to say if you train other, other ways around it, the accessory work around it, you can't have a lean physique with one rep hundred percent. You can, but if you're chasing after one rep all the time, that's what tends to happen, okay? So if you're always lifting your heaviest weight, it tends to mean that you're gonna put on a lot of mass. If you thrive in that five to six repetitions, you're starting to build up that endurance, okay? And that is still heavy, it is strong and heavy, but you're starting to build up that lean muscle tissue mass, okay? 
And when I say lean muscle tissue, all muscle is lean muscle tissue, by the way, okay? But what you're doing is you're conditioning yourself to actually, I'm fighting for these reps here. I'm really having to work hard for these reps. Your eight reps is like your engine building uh, repetitions where it's heavy, but it's a high strength endurance, okay? It shouldn't be light, okay? You should still be fighting for those last three reps, okay? But it's a st high strength endurance, okay? They, this is this is hard and 10 plus is like stronger for longer again you they should not be light there's no such thing as a light weight okay it should be challenging you you should be fighting for the last three reps and really focusing and channeling in your reps and range and developing that um but when it comes down to it if you want to build an astronomical physique what we've got to do is we've got to learn how to move through these repetition phases and i'm going to share with you my own personal example so in building an engine, okay, I'm currently repping about 40 kilo dumbbells for my chest press at eight reps, okay? I'm holding that for building my engine, okay? My goal is I want to hit five reps of the 50 kilo dumbbells, okay, and hold that repetition for five reps. Now, in my eight reps, okay, what I'm looking to do is I'm going to go eight reps for 40 kilos, nine reps for 40 kilos, 10 reps for 40 kilos. You know what? I'm now going to put the weight up to 42 and a half for eight reps, okay? Nine reps, 10 reps, okay? Now that is a phase. Now I know going into the next phase that I'm going to be dropping my repetitions. I'm now at five reps and that's going to be for 45 kilos. Hit that five to six reps, okay? I hit that, okay, 47 kilos, okay? I hit that and then 40, 50 kilos. Perfect, I hit that. Now I want to keep that lean physique and as strong as I possibly can. So the next phase will be five reps, okay, at my 50 kilos, six reps at my 50 kilos, seven reps at my 50 kilos, eight reps at my 50 kilos. And the progression is in how many repetitions. And that's where I'm conditioning that engine capacity to be stronger and that high strength endurance. So see how it's not a light weight. I'm actually making myself work, but that's over three phases. I'm building up the tenacity to actually holding stronger for longer. And it's a flow of how I can hold that, that level of intensity for a period of time. The key to building a strong body that's in lean and physique is take last week's numbers and aim to add two or three reps onto the weight you had from last week and keep the reps in range. So don't lose any range. Don't lose any reps. Aim to progress the reps. And if you achieve the reps and range, then add the weight on the following week. That's your goal is to add on extra weight the following week. So it's like a, a two-week tier system that you can just aim to progress. If you struggle to hold the reps in range, okay, aim to hit the reps in range the following week and then the following week progress the numbers. Because that way, what we're then seeing is the benefits of having a peak week is, right, I'm aiming to turn up for that week. And what we want to see is we're always going to be fighting for the last three reps. So the retrospective of what repetitions you're going for, fighting for the last three, three reps is where we condition the body to be stronger for longer. And that is where we build that lean physique. And it's about following your phase. So always, always, always develop that muscle tissue by having reps and range. Really develop the full range of motion. And that's where it might be that we have to leave the ego at the door and drip, lighten the weights up just a little bit. And that's okay. Uh, because the big thing here is whenever it comes to it and we have those heavier weights, we have to have a really strong mind. And if you follow your phase progressions, what happens is you build up a really strong certainty. And when it comes to making changes, the big thing that helps people make changes is just having that bulletproof mindset. And a really good way to do that is just know why you want to see this change. Because where your attention goes, the energy will flow, okay? And if we are distorted, 
on kind of like what we want to see change. We're kind of a bit of this, so a bit of that, focusing on what we're talking about earlier, where maybe got comparisons, where maybe got uh, things like uh, just uh, we're all over the place. We're winging it. We're like lack of clarity. We're not really consistent with our energy management. We're kind of like days we've got high energy, low energy, and we're not really focusing on the recovery system then what's going to happen is we're going to find it quite hard. And this is why focusing on your why you want to see this change, you'll start to make changes on your day-to-day basis because you enjoy seeing yourself peak perform. You enjoy seeing yourself get fitter, stronger. It really builds yourself up. And it's your reason behind your goal. Now, nobody can tell you this, but like a lot of the time, like people often join our team because they want to have a better work-life balance. And what they really mean is they want to have a better work-life balance so they can actually turn up the things that really matter, like going on holiday and actually feel their best self rather than going on holiday to escape. They're actually experiencing and everything they really, really enjoy. Nobody will benefit from your training more than you. You will benefit from the physique changes, the confidence, the positivity, the energy, the drive, okay? People are around you are going to benefit from the confidence, the happiness, the certainty that you have, okay? <clears throat> so you, what you want to do is surround yourself with the people who support this confidence, certainty, and happiness that you have because you're getting stronger because that will give you the attention to go for that for longer. And when you're under that heavy barbell, you then suddenly remove all doubt and you're actually just going, right, I'm here to work, I'm achieving. When you're in those moments where you're tired, you're exhausted, you're prioritizing your energy so that you can actually do things for yourself, your food choices are better. When you unlock your why you want to see these changes, things change because the pain of staying the same is no longer greater than the pain of change, okay? Like the pain, sorry, the pain of change, staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Because if it's not, what ends up happening is we have to tolerate almost a little bit more. We make ourselves tolerate. We uh, self-sabotage until the pain of staying the same is just like, oh, for fuck's sake, I just need to change now. I just need to oh, sack it off. I just need to do something. And then we get back on it on Monday. And if we constantly go in the cycle, the pain of staying the same, if it's not in, like enough, we've created this toleration. And this is how we self-sabotage until we make this change. What we've got to do is see that actually stop tolerating things and make, decide to make the change. Okay, the change is your decision to focus fully on yourself. Like if you're constantly thinking about what others think, what other people are doing, what other things are happening, what's going to happen is you're not actually focusing on you and really focusing on yourself because how you are behind closed doors is where you make the biggest changes. If you're not happy with how you feel, how you look, and you're just kind of winging it day to day, you're not committing to you and actually how you feel. So focus on actually you fully because it means you'll have unstoppable efforts. Your process becomes so much easier because you value it more because you actually realize actually this program is all about me and being my best. So let's focus on it. And the way we practice this is actually forecasting your week. What are you doing for you across the week? Where's your energy going to be stretched? Where's your energy going to be low? Right, where can we get, where's the best time for you to get your training in? Your progress logs, track what you want to see change. Build yourself up so you feel absolutely mega. Check in and be honest and communicate so you get the help that you need. Celebrate your wins. Like celebrating your wins. Nobody will celebrate your wins more than you. So make sure you celebrate your wins because otherwise what ends up happening is it's never good enough. Like ask for help when you're struggling, okay? So you know you can keep going with where you want to be. That's how we keep ourselves in that pot, that that drive. And you just remind yourself because you don't lose that idea of where you want to be. And it's all about energy management, which is all about nutrition. Nutrition's all about energy management, okay? So we can see where we build up a really bulletproof body in practicality-wise. And then in the like actual, uh, in our phases with our training, 
but also in our mental state of what do we need to do just to kind of keep ourselves moving forward is just get clear on what is it we're doing to kind of create a toleration, right? Sack that off. What are the things we do on a day-to-day basis? Let's get really clear on how we can sit forward. And nutrition-wise, let's put it into principle, uh, into actual real life, okay? The reason people struggle with nutrition, okay, is either it's after a long day, an emotional day and exhausted, or we've maybe cocked up and we just like, oh, sack it. Initially, the reason people struggle with nutrition is because uh, are blasted. We're bored, we're lonely, we're anxious, we're stressed, we're tired, we're emotional, we're drained. Like These are the situations, a lot of the time, people are trying to fix their nutrition and say, like, I need to work on my nutrition. But actually, what we're doing is we're fueling ourselves when we've actually had moments where we're just low in energy, where we lose that motivation. But actually, it's not losing motivation, we've just lost a bit of energy. So the first things first is nutrition's never going to be perfect. Why? Because life will always throw something in the, in the whirlwind that's going to challenge us. Instead, think about it of going from worse to better. If yesterday wasn't great, today's going to be better. Why? Because that's your focus. What your, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Which is why there's so many tools that we have inside our team. We've got your guides, you've got your recipe books, you've got your meal plans. Okay, there are so many tools, okay? Like, they're there to help because it's always going to be challenging. So what we want to do is just make it easy for you, okay? And the Nutrition 101, um, the like the, the coaching nutrition 101 is about giving you a four-step process that enables you to have the practice that gives you food freedom so that you can even once you've got into the physique you want you can take it away and you don't even need to track because you've built up a really bulletproof system you're all so aware of your food that actually you can keep a really lean physique without having to track in your my fitness pal but what we've got to do is get into the shape that we want and that involves tracking which is why, again, we've got to see past of tracking being a pain in the arse, actually focusing on actually getting to where we want. Tracking is a pain in the arse, so let's face it. But actually, it's the key thing that's going to help you get to where we want to be. So if we can see past that and see that actually it's just a practice we need to put into play for that level of awareness. There's a difference between a calorie deficit and a calorie counting. Calorie counting is the mechanism to be aware of how many calories you're consuming, which is why it's so important that we weigh our food, that we don't guesstimate, we don't round things up, we don't use, like, we minimize how many like for likes we're using so we can be specific. Because a calorie deficit is the difference between you overeating and undereating your calories, okay? So the four step in your nutrition, uh, four steps in the Nutrition 101 is simply know your calorie value for the day, know your protein calories, your protein count for the day. Divide it by the number of meals you're going to have. So if you're having four meals throughout the day, divide your calories and divide your protein goal, okay? From there, construct your meal around your protein goal, okay? You know how many, how much protein to have for that meal. So if it's 50 grams, put 50 grams worth of your protein source into your MyFitnessPal, okay? That does not mean 50 grams of chicken. That means how much chicken gives me 50 grams of protein, okay? Construct your meal around that, okay? From there, add in two or three portions of fruit and veg. And then from there, the remainder of your calories that you've worked out, that is what we use to build up your meal, okay? Now, if you like something sweet at night, it might be that you just have your protein source, your fruit and veg, and then you have something sweet later on, okay? It might be, for example, what we do for curries is we actually have our uh, chicken, our veg, okay, build our sauce around using spices and whatnot, which are like a godsend to making uh, like flavors and food. And then we actually have a naan rather than having rice and naan, 
Okay, so it's like, why? Because it fits our calories and we can have something sweet afterwards. And it's just, that's where we create that food freedom, that enjoyment. And like, if you do this, it means it's actually fitting a night out is actually really, really easy because you're just mapping out. And again, simple practices. Make one extra portion of your meal. It doesn't take any extra time and carry that over to lunch the next day. Oh, my, my coffee's a wee bit cold now. But the final piece of the jigsaw, guys, is our steps. And there's no getting away from it, okay? Steps is where your change lies, okay? Because there are three pieces of the jigsaw to your training, uh, to your, your program, okay? There is your steps, your nutrition, and your uh, training, okay? Training is one hour of your day, okay? Your nutrition is like three, four times throughout the day. Your steps is what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. If we're sitting down, because we're maybe driving, we're at a computer, what we're doing initially is we're sitting down. And if we're doing that in our downtime, we're not getting any movement throughout the day, which means your body's not burning calories effectively throughout the day. What we've got to do is build up the efficiency, which is why steps is massive. And a really simple way to get your steps up is just include as many active hobbies in your day-to-day -day as you possibly can. So you're just feeling really energized. Now, I know that there's things that often cause us to struggle with these. For example, kids, or maybe uh, you're, you work long hours or you maybe are physically exhausted. Um, but the things that don't stop this is weather. Like uh, weather is not something that should stop us from hitting our step count. And okay, the reason I say this is because rain, sun or shine, we still have our physical needs as a human. We need to be able to move, okay? Um, and that's where it's like rain, sunshine, we should be getting our steps in. Obviously with extreme weather conditions, that is where it'd be looking for alternatives. But that might be that you just go to the gym and just jump on the treadmill and just go walking for half an hour. This is also where zone two cardio can come in effect, where if you've maybe had a day where you've had like a low step count, um, what we could do is we could even just go and do your steps by putting an hour of zone two cardio in that day, um, just to kind of lighten things up. I train uh, four times per week. And I have one run each week, um, but I also play football. These are my active hobbies. I don't put any kind of pressure on how many steps I should be getting on my football and any, on any pressure on how far I should be running. It's just going out and I'm making sure that I'm moving for an hour and each time. Um, and it's just lighting up. I hit my steps on top of that, but because it's something that's just building up that active, uh, active, uh, that active movement. Okay. Steps are also where you'll make your biggest recovery because you're getting blood flow through the body. So what we're looking to do is grow your step count as much as we possibly can. And that's actually just looking at going, well, what habits do we have that actually stop us from that? That's looking at your screen time. That's looking at uh, comfort habits whenever we're feeling tired and exhausted. What are we doing that actually just comforts us? Like if we look at it on that side of things, it's just analyzing these times. The more I like I run and I play football, if I was to add anything else in, I would be physically exhausted. So it's really important. I just have what I can do consistently. Um, if you can't be consistent with your plan, for example, this is my engine. If I can't be consistent with my engine, then there's no point in me going into my threshold because I'm not going to be able to sustain it. So your engine is what you can do in a repeated intensity because you're only going to amplify it. So we strip it to what can you do, which is why having three, four sessions around a busy schedule is ideal, but then hitting your step count, that's your engine. So no matter what, the level we're growing that level of intensity by doing other things around it. But it always means if we need to step back, we know we're gonna get the result because your engine's the minimum, okay? And a lot of the time, if we are working at a desk, we've gotta see that the minimum we achieve is 12,000 steps. Why? 
because 10,000 steps is about an hour, hour and a bit of walking, okay? If we're awake for 15 hours throughout the day, um, what we want to do is like, let's split it up. The way to make things really hard is not do anything in the morning, okay? Even if it's 10, 15 minutes going for a walk in the morning, just before you start your work, because if we leave things to late at night, and only do things at night, it's going to be hard. And there's an increased likelihood of us to have that can't be ass syndrome. So again, steps are a big one, but it's including as many active hobbies as we possibly can. Which brings us down to how we bring this all together. And ultimately, guys, it comes down to habits, okay? We've, whenever we have a distortion, okay? I was going on about our blueprints. We have our life blueprints and we have our goal blueprints. Um, life blueprints is what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. It's our go-to habits. It's how we occupy things. It's when stressed, what do we turn back to? Our goal is where we want to be. And what we've got to see is whenever there's distortion, there's stress, okay? We've got to see how can we have our goal still in line. If they don't align up, what ends up happening is we go to our life blueprints and it's habits, okay? And it's not about changing everything at once. It's just choosing one. So for example, if getting back into the routine of things, uh, getting back into the rhythm of things, get back into the routine of your training, okay? Get back into the routine of our nutrition. Get back into the routine of our steps. It's choose one, okay, and build on it. So for example, you might be wanting to get back into the routine of your nutrition. So start off really easy, okay? Just follow your meal plan, maybe. From there, it's gonna be, right, I'm gonna try one new meal each week by following my meal plan and adding this and I'll track my new meal. Next up, it might be that I'm going to now try, I'm gonna map out all my meals and I'm gonna make one extra portion of lunch the next day. And make it easy, make it attractive, make it satisfying. Because when we start to do that and you apply that with your training, you apply that with other things, what then happens is you start to achieve so much more. So I know that that's been quite a lot, guys, okay? But what we've got to see is actually, your training goes through phases, okay? Your training goes, like, and it's about building yourself up and being part of something more. And being, like, the people who immerse themselves in the community, immerse themselves in their training, are the people who always get the best results because they actually understand that it's not just about ticking boxes, it's a way of life. The way of life that gets us out of shape versus the way of life that gets us in shape. The way of life that gets us in shape is all about how much energy can we have? How much energy do we want to have in our day-to-day -day basis? What can we do with all this energy that we're creating? Because you are a power station, you generate energy. And the more movement we don't do, the more drain, the, the less efficient of uh, power or energy are, we are at generating. So what we've got to do is generate more power, more and more and more and more power. To do that, what we then do is we start stimulating more and more of what we can do to help you step forward. So team, I hope that was useful. Any questions, big, small, stupid, fire them over. I want to help. I want to be there. So guys, I expect lots of questions from people listening to this and uh, I hope you have an absolute mega one. Yeah,